Hello, Character Arc listeners. Welcome to the Character Arc Podcast, where each week we watch a movie. We're going to give a brief synopsis of that film. We're going to launch into what we liked, what we didn't like, and end with a final thought, as well as some changes we might make if we were the ones making the film. This week we're going to do something special, um, but first, I'm Richard Bertelson. And I'm Ted Hong. Every once in a while we like to watch a movie that maybe is important to us and in our formative years, shall we say. A nostalgic watch. <laughs> there you go. Um, and this week we watched Resident Evil. Deep underground. In a top secret research lab, security has been breached. A deadly virus, capable of contaminating the entire world, has been released. I have a synopsis, and as I said, it's not really punchy, but... um, A group of operatives execute a nonsensical mission to investigate and shut down the security systems that simply follow protocol in containing a viral outbreak. (laughs) You would think, being in the same company... And knowing that those are the security protocols. The Red Queen went rogue. (laughs) Wait, I mean, actually, she just fulfilled the purpose we designed her to do. (laughs) So so if she shuts down the facility, there might be a virus outbreak since that's her purpose. Right. (laughs) Um, My synopsis is couple end a marriage over a custody battle of a virus. And the mother won. (laughs) She did. So... How does it compare to what you thought, uh, I mean, you know, when you first watched the movie? Everything it's, still stands, you uh, know, stand the same, to be the same? It does. A while back we watched The Frighteners, and I felt, even though I still enjoyed it from, I still enjoyed it, it, it differed from my memory in ways, even in feeling, but I found, I think, different things to appreciate about it. This movie, watching it, even though it's been a very long time... And I didn't necessarily remember the exact order of the scenes. I remembered it. It was exactly the way that I remembered it. And I enjoyed it exactly. Well, I probably enjoyed it more as a teenager. But I, I still also remember that it was silly. Uh, not not even just silly, but just like a dumb, loud action movie, even though I like the Resident Evil game series because they're horror games. At least most of them are. And so I didn't, I didn't love that even as a teenager. Mm-hmm. But I thought the movie was fun. And I enjoyed it. And that still was true today. I feel like I enjoyed it more this time around than when I was a kid. In fact, when I was a kid, I really wanted more of a Resident Evil adaptation from the game. And so I was completely brokenhearted when yeah. <laughs> they went in this direction. But, you know, as the years went by, I thought about this and was like, okay, this kind of stands on its own and it works. Um, I think that's why it didn't bother me as much as you. Because I, I, I love the games, but I think that I at release was able to just say okay they didn't adapt the game no so that's fine that bothered the shit out of so, me so since they didn't adapt the game meaning they didn't ruin the story that i love i can just look at what this is and but, it's fine i'll enjoy it yeah but they did didn't they no yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i mean they brought in jill chris Leon, no they do eventually they didn't Claire. this time though I mean, not in this particular one. We're talking about this movie. I know. How we felt when we watched this movie. This entire franchise. It was at least two years later before they actually, yes, completely ruined (laughs) it. They ruined both what could have been a silly series of action movies and the game series with the second second movie. Although, you know this of me, as the the movie franchise goes on, I started to enjoy them again as essentially what is the Fast and the Furious with zombies. Right. (laughs) I just think it really kicked off the 
over-the-top action when Mila Jovovich kicked off those dogs. It did. It but... was like it was like it was pretty grounded. I mean, as grounded as can be with lasers sure. and everything. But <laughs> no one's defying the laws of physics <laughs> and kicking dogs that... in the face. Which even after that. It goes back to not being that. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's really just that scene. <laughs> I mean, she that scene, a... which also we don't know why she's in that room or what she's doing. No, because they all get separated, and we did. Uh, it just I didn't, didn't translate well yeah. to them being separated. Like we understood that in retrospect, but going from scene A to scene B, it just cuts and she's on her own. Yeah, and those dogs, though, they actually looked pretty good. They did look pretty um, good. I feel bad now because I realized that they weren't entirely CG, and now it's like someone that some dog had to sit through makeup. Yeah, and that kind of makes me feel bad for the dogs. It's kind of nice nowadays that we can CG animals pretty well, so we don't have yeah. to fucking torture them with our mm-hmm. games. Yeah, but they looked pretty good. They I did look they were CG sometimes, but with the dogs in particular, they used the CG carefully. Mm-hmm. Where it was usually when they were moving very fast, and it would they were weren't well lit. So the dogs blended in, even in a watch in 2020, the dogs worked really well. Yeah. I mean, that is not true of the whole movie. The The Red Queen hologram and the liquor are yeah, very bad. are pretty bad. But... Noticeably bad. The dogs and most of the zombies, I don't like the designs of the zombies. I don't think they go as far as they could, other than the one time, like the first time they show up, kind of. Yeah. And at the end, the very end, when Spence is a zombie. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I felt like they were... They gave him black eyes and shit, and they were like zombie. Yeah, um. <laughs> it, it kind of bothered me because it like it really reminded me of Doom, um, and those kind of zombies. Yeah, yeah, it didn't really work. It's a shame with the liquor too, because the liquor mostly is CG, which looks bad. And also, if we're being honest with ourselves, it looks bad for 2002, even yeah. because this is after the Lost World, Jurassic Park. This is. Six years after that? Yeah. They did the, have... Um, it's after the Lord of the Rings, after the Balrog and the Lord of the Rings. Um, this is after oh, yeah. the first Harry Potter film. I mean, they did have practical effects uh, when the liquors were still inside the containment units. And a couple close-ups later when it's like starting to transform and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those look really good. Yeah, it's just the motion didn't quite capture it. It did look like... Again, those the liquor transformed looked like a, a creature from Doom the movie. Um, the Hell Knight. We talked about at the beginning when we were watching it that really the plotting of this movie isn't bad. Like as far as like a screenwriting standpoint goes, which I guess it was also written by Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I mean, he's he's just terrible. Uh, but like he he clearly went to film school because as you enter, she wakes up and it does give you lots of clues that are going to be important later. She wakes up, she sees that there's guns in her house, she, even though she has amnesia, which is a dumb screenwriting trick. trick. terrible. But you do get, okay, she must, she must know, if this is, assuming this is her house, she must know how to use these guns, which means right. she's not just some, some wife. Mm-hmm. And then when the cop, the guy you kept calling Leon, comes in, because he's not really a cop, <laughs> I, know. I don't remember what his actual Matt. name was. <laughs> it's Matt. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. Um, and he shows his R- RCPD. Um, RPD. RPD. How dare you? <laughs> As RPD badge. And they're like, he's not in the system. It's like, well, that's because he's not really. Like, It's all this foreshadowing. And when they go to the train, they specifically make a point of having to go underneath the train, mm-hmm. connect, reconnect it so that she can have, the, so that uh, Rain can have the little joke where she scares the guy off with the 
shock right. uh, to, by connecting it to the third rail. Mm-hmm. And then the do- you see that the doors open and shut. All things that are used to kill the monster later. So it's like... It's all Chekhov's gun stuff. It's all right, yeah. present something and then pay it off later. Pay it off later, exactly. Which is more impressive. It's actually more impressive than I remember the movie being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's all, these are all good techniques. Um, unfortunately, those same sequences involve this music and these jarring camera racks that are trying to scare you literally every 30 seconds, even though the all movie the... just fucking started. Yeah. <laughs> all the cheap jump scares, like just build some tension it's like we we, we're anticipating the next jump scare just we can see the trend it's like all right well she's walking off by herself we know something's gonna scare her and then she opens the door something's gonna scare her something's gonna jolt her i wouldn't say scare what loud noise loud noise loud loud noise yeah and jump scares are already cheap Mm -hmm. but these aren't even effective because they're they're cheap in that a loud sound makes you jump just because a loud sound makes you jump but and a jarring image but if that if it consistently happens over and over and over again, then the loud sound doesn't even make it. Not, not only that, it has a really loud soundtrack. Right. Oh, already I playing. Hate it. Yeah. I fucking hate the soundtrack <laughs> to this movie. It's like you're not really setting us up to be scared. It's just fucking metal music all the goddamn time, <laughs> and it drowns out their speaking, and it tef- definitely robs any sort of tension or yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did like the setup. When uh when the stakes become more uh, heightened, usually it's like past the point of no return, like mm. uh, which is when they break into the Red Queen mm, server room. Yeah, um, yeah, where everyone open the door. Yeah, <laughs> everyone is just on <laughs> shit. What's his name? Leave Kaplan alone, guys. Kaplan, yeah, everyone, every time, everyone. For one, they all make him do things, and then they yell at him the whole time. And then Mark Antony's giving him some sass. How's that door coming along? Just like, fuck off, man. I love that scene, too, because the way that he... Uh, yeah, Mark Antony from the world's greatest TV show, Rome. Um, Spence. Oh, yeah, that's his name. Or Rick's. the actor James Purefoy. Because he's... It's almost hard to tell in that scene if he's being sarcastic or he really doesn't give a fuck. Because the way that he's delivering that, he's like, come on, man. Come on. I mean, there's, there are hundreds of zombies charging them. He's like... Is it done yet? Yeah. Go faster, dude. He's putting no energy into that scene. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be funny. I think it, like, yeah. But it's just real weird. And what's her name? She, like, slams her hands on onto the table. Why can't you open? <laughs> just like, give him a hot minute. <laughs> Jesus. But you're talking about establishing the stakes or raising the stakes. Yeah. And- which is, they have a full military like, right. infiltration team. Yeah. And then very quickly, they don't. And the person who you thought was going to kind of lead the team ends up being part of the, the first casualties. Kind of like I mean, the, well done on that. Yeah. And the ones who are left are the ones who at the time is a prisoner, the two people with amnesia, the one who seems like kind of a wild card, and the guy who can never open a door fast enough. Right. Those are your survivors. <laughs> you also had JD. JD survived that part. He yeah, was, he did, yeah. He did survive that part. Yeah, yeah you're right. It wasn't until he opened the elevator doors. Yeah, like individual beats, it's well done. But I think overall as like, I mean, I, I think it's a it's a victim of like the 90s sort of like story or movie action tropes. No, absolutely. And that's kind of where you first go wrong is that yeah. it's an action movie. And why is it an action movie? Yeah, they they should have stuck more on, they should have leaned more into the horror aspect. You um, can have an action finish to a horror film. Yeah. But 
it just the metal starts immediately <laughs> and then it just continues on that trend for the next four installments i think because kind of what, what, what you were referring to and what i was referring to before that are the structure of the story is fine yeah the construction of the plot is fine it had an unfitting style to it right the way that it was directed and then it probably could have used a couple passes with the screenplay to make things either more clear or more natural yeah. um which i mean really kind of jumps to the next thing it needs to be in yeah even though again that next scene is fine it's a logical step but none of it feels natural you don't feel no. like they're actually lost here you don't feel like that you feel like they're on an amusement park they're, they're walking through a haunted house that's being directed by the by someone else right it seems like where paul w anderson just like okay i like this aspect i like this one yeah. and i'll just this game. one he's like oh yeah. uh red dress all right i like that uh this character yeah i like his looks so i'll take that it's just that right this and, this and this look and feel like resident evil but it is just what it is. And I mean, you, you mentioned it being like a 90s action movie. And mm-hmm. in that respect, it's a good one. It's a decent one of those. It's, it's an acceptable one, one of yeah. those. Like, it's fun. And that's what those were. Which, even those, you know, they... Like, sometimes I think one of the reasons why we refer to that, actually, at least me and you, when we refer to that, I feel like we're referring to something that we actually like, which is mainly because of what we're talking about, is that they had structure. They were rarely purely style over substance. Which sometimes now you get action movies that are pure style and goddamn literally nothing no. else. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is mostly just style, a style that I don't even like that much. <laughs> but it has the it has the bones. Like it it it's a benefit of being part of when studios had more control over the or mainstream movies weren't directed by auteurs the way that they're more often now um even though disney and marvel and stuff wrestle those art tours into something more palatable to general audiences mm-hmm. um back then it was literally like the the screenplay was was made by committee and like you know put together yeah and the sucky part about that is they tended to not be t- super unique off as often right but the, also to appeal to a larger audience but the benefit was the, their basic structure was decent storytelling. Yeah. And that's what kept it at least yeah. entertaining. And actually, probably one of the problems with the franchise as it goes on is that they just let them have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but No rhyme or reason. So as far as what it is, which is just a movie I saw as a teenager that's fun. And See, s- yeah, I, it's good. I wouldn't change anything about it, really. As far as an adaptation of Resident Evil... It needs to be a different genre. I, and <laughs> yeah, that's... See, okay, you didn't have a problem with it, but I certainly did. And Actually, that's so, not even true anyway. Even if you wanted to keep it an action movie like it is, you needed to get rid of the amnesia plot. And yeah. like you had mentioned when we were watching it, that make Matt the main character because he has a... He he's he has an action that he's moving he's working towards. He needs to find his sister, right? And he needs to get the evidence out of the hive, right? Either that or don't take her memory away because she kind of needs yes, the same thing. That was going to be my other. Because she also wants the virus. At least in this case, he has a connection to someone inside. But it's not like they built that up. But yeah. you could you could do either. I think with Matt, if the reason why he might have been a more compelling protagonist is that he is he's handcuffed already, and then there's this operative group that are clearly you know armed to the teeth and they're pulling him into this thing even he doesn't quite know what's going on but he has an idea of what's wrong and yeah that might have been more compelling especially being handcuffed 
uh, and focusing more on that. And then with Alice, maybe she could be... I mean, they kind of did this in this movie where she's unsure if she's the good guy or bad guy. Hmm. Um, I think if they did more of that, maybe. That might have been more compelling as well. You could have... Because that, that, that will affect her decision-making. That That'll keep her idea. from fully either doing this or hesitating and you know right. until she finally realizes. Yeah, you could play up the idea that Matt knows that his sister had an informant mm-hmm. and make that a bigger part of it and knowing and not knowing that it's her necessarily. If they had decided to go with this concept and just kind of like loosely base it off of Resident Evil, like they wanted to tell their own story. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Go with that. Um, which I mean, obviously they kind of did, but then they kept bringing back cameos of like Jill and then Leon and then Ada and just like, just no, leave it away. They did, but not in this movie. No. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I am attributing it to this. Okay. Fair enough. But, but yeah. Okay. So on its own, yes, it stands. And I mean, I think, yeah, I think you, I think there's some structure stuff like that, you know, we just talked about that could make it a better action movie as it is. But yeah, if you want to adapt Resident Evil, like, I mean, I agree with you. This isn't a good adaptation of Resident Evil. No. It, it's, it's a perfectly acceptable thing that could take place in the same universe as Resident Evil. Right. As its own thing, like a spinoff. And as you're saying, if they continued the franchise just as that, it could stand too. And they could have been good if they... Again, just took different passes on like what the story was actually was, but yeah, move away from the action, lean more toward the survival yeah. horror. To 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 adapt the Resident Evil games, even though a handful of them are action, it's still the minority of them. And what people people who love Resident Evil love it for its ear, its its creepiness, and it, the fact that it's a horror thing that yeah. is. And you, there's no reason why you couldn't do that, other than if you're an executive. And you bought a video game property. The only thing you know about video games is that people don't shoot people. Yeah. And you don't understand that video games also have genres. Video games can be action. They are mostly shooting people, sure. But there's also horror games. There's also drama games. There are also games that have no violence in them whatsoever and are about mental illness and about love. And sure, those aren't the majority. But it's a medium that doesn't have to be shooty rock metal right (laughs) (laughs) that's doom yeah i think what kicked it off also was when uh rain michelle rodriguez shot the character and went flying the zombie (laughs) the first one pretty sure guns don't do that (laughs) (laughs) and of course it has that trope what is the which i mentioned but the video games are guilty of but almost every zombie movie is guilty of yeah like Oh my god, are you okay? What's wrong with you? It is clearly not a normal human. It is so it does not look like one, it does not sound like one, it does not move like one. <laughs> even if it even if you live in a universe where zombies aren't a thing that you know about from pop culture, that's fine. I can believe that. Mm-hmm. But you know this is not a normal human. Right. You can tell it's not a normal it's human. It's bleeding from every orifice. <laughs> that should just give a dead give that should just be a dead giveaway. And if you work for a company that I mean, I get that they don't know everything that Umbrella does, this elite military task force that Umbrella owns, but Umbrella might be like, okay, we want them to be effective at going in here, so they might mention to them, hey, we were doing genetic research down there. There might be strange things. Do not just trust, because someone who sent them in knows what's down there. Just like whoever sent them in should have given them all the fucking codes to everything and how to... (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> eh, yeah, it's really dumb that that's. It's almost worse than uh, Alice's amnesia is Spencer's amnesia, just because the movie has no villain until right. it instantly has a villain. Yep. And that's pretty shitty. Like, have him, even if you keep her with amnesia, have him not and trying to sabotage them every yes, step of the way. That was I was about to make that suggestion, <clears throat> too. Have the human conflict there of him constantly, like, he's the one who unlocks all the doors. Right. He's the one who turns the lasers on. He's the... <laughs> and so she's always doubting herself and all of these things that transpire, she'll attribute to herself and adds more to that. And, you know, with the audience following on that, that deepens the stakes. And have, have fucking Matt and Spence, Spence talking to her at various times, trying mm-hmm. to push and pull her in different directions. Yeah. You know, conflict that's not <laughs> drop-kicking dogs. <laughs> no, I'm done. I think this yeah. movie is of a time. I would recommend people watching because it's fun. And if you yeah, like film, fun. it's probably worth... You'd probably understand what we're talking about. If you just kind of in general like movies, even if you like action movies, you actually this might be a product of its time and you might not actually like it as much as in the same ways that we do i don't know it's hard for me to tell that i don't know i i feel like there's a certain charm to these things uh of these kinds of movies from way back when it's easy enough to dive into oh yeah you don't really need to know anything um it's fast yeah yeah and it's fast so uh, i can tell you definitely it's good after all these years to watch it again because i can i remember the hurt (laughs) <laughs> from watching it uh at the time but now i know that you know those games especially with the resident evil 2 remake i'm pretty happy well thank you so much for listening to the character arc podcast you can find us and follow us at character arc on both facebook and instagram you can find us at characterarc.net. please like and subscribe wherever you can rate us wherever you can we're on all the major podcasting apps that include spotify apple google and you know all the other ones Thank you so much for listening. I'm Richard Burleson. I'm Ted Hong. Good night. Or rest of your day, I guess. Rest of your day. You have autonomy when you listen to this. (laughs) 